Well, hey, y'all. Welcome back to BCI Live. It's your girls, Dorian and Morgan, kicking off yet another episode of this podcast season. And if you're new here, then this season is all about BCI's 2020 Honors winners. We're talking to them to get the scoop on how they found success in both their personal and professional lives. But before we dive into this episode, we want to let y'all know a little bit about us. We have our own brand called The Rooted Life, which is a lifestyle brand for the Christian millennial. We're all about helping people connect biblical truth to everyday life. Period. And can I just say, it's been an honor, girl to host this season with you it's been so much fun just to speak and get to know so many amazing and gifted people yeah and speaking of gifted people girl we had our friend Lloyd Nix on the podcast last week and the Holy Spirit was just dragging basically all of us (laughs) the episode was full of so much wisdom and scripture it was definitely an episode for the book so if y'all haven't listened to that episode yet be sure to check it out yes do that because we had so much fun with Lloyd but this week we've got Pastor Yori Gibson on and after interviewing her I completely see why she was voted motivator of the year Mm -hmm. I definitely left that episode feeling so encouraged and motivated and I'm sure that y'all will too so without further delay let's jump on into this episode All right, y'all. So we have the one and only Pastor Yori Gibson on with us today, otherwise known as Pastor G, and she is our 2020 BCI Motivational Speaker of the Year. She's all about encouraging and inspiring people, and we just love that. So what is going on, Pastor G? Welcome. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing today? (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, What's going on is... Ain't nothing going on but the word of God. That's Come on it. now. Ain't nothing, <laughs> nothing going on but the word. We love it. So Pastor G, you are an educator, pastor, and life coach with multiple degrees in criminal oh, justice, education, counseling. Uh, you're the founder of God's Redeeming Temple in Irmo, South Carolina, and the mother of three children and a grandchild. And really just, you know, we love that you're so passionate about helping people grow in their spirit, mind, and body. So before we jump in, we're going to, you know, learn a lot more about you today, but we have a little icebreaker so folks can get to know you if that's okay with you. That's fine. All right, Morgan, kick us off. Okay. So since you're all about encouraging people, we want to play a game to just get to know how you keep yourself encouraged. Like how do you maintain your joy? So we're just going to ask you a few questions just to kind of see how you encourage yourself. Does that sound good? Fine. Okay, so what is your go-to scripture for encouragement? Oh, well, it's got a lot, but I like Psalms 27. Okay, That's my favorite one. You know, the Lord is my light Mm -hmm. and my salvation. That's a possessive word, you know, my salvation. You know, so whenever I go through things, I have to revert and remember that he's my light in my dark world. Mm -hmm. He's my light when the world is against me and he's my salvation because he keeps me on that track. So I know that God's with me wherever I go. So that's my go-to scripture for the day. Okay. And what about your go-to comfort food? What do you eat when you're like, okay, I just need, I just need something. Mm. M&Ms. Really? (laughs) Peanut or regular? Yeah. Peanut. Okay. okay, my mama loves those. My mama yeah. loves. I think it's old people stuff. The yellow <laughs> pack, y'all love yeah. those M&Ms with the peanuts. <laughs> I think she get them because she know we don't ever ask for none of them. It's like exactly. no, nobody's asking you to hear that. You we don't want that. Enjoy. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. What about this? <laughs> who is your go-to person to call for encouragement? Like after God, who you who do you call when you need encouragement? I mm. call my pastor. Okay. Uh, She's down in Florida, in Orlando, okay. and I've known her since, um, oh gosh, tw- tw- uh, 2000 and 
what is it? 2000. The years are going by so fast. 2000. I met her. I was going to the Bahamas with my former church. I also do liturgical dance. Mm, okay. And and I was there to minister in dance in, in the Bahamas uh, in 2000. And I met her there. And I was broken badly, you know. And um, I just, there was something inside of me cleaved to her. You know, mm-hmm. out of all the other pastors, visiting pastors that came mm-hmm. to minister. Um, and here we are, like 20 something years later. Wow. wow. That's so. beautiful. Mm-hmm. What about this? What is your go to self care practice to make yourself feel like, to love on yourself? What do you do? Well, I like to get my nails done and my toes. Okay. I yeah. love that. Um, winter, I do them all year round. You know how some okay. folks just do their feet only in the summertime? That's me. I do it all year round. Okay. In the winter, I, it has to be done. If it's not done, I can't function. Mm. So I have to have pedicure all year round. So I'm a pedicure lady. I'm in Georgia now, but I haven't had a real facial. I went to a spa when I first got here, Mm -hmm. but instead of them releasing the endorphins, it's like they hurt me trying to release it. So I never never went back to them. So I just haven't found a spot to, I normally go to South Carolina and that's too far to go get self-care and drive back. You'd be too tired. Mm -hmm. So I just stay with the pedicure all year round. Okay. And last Mm. question for (laughs) Icebreaker, what is your go-to song for encouragement? Oh my God, I love Chandler Moore. Okay, what's your what's your favorite Chandler Moore song to go to when you're like, I just need to be with Jesus? Don't do this one to me. <laughs> but I just love Chandler Moore, okay. period, point blank. Anything okay. he sings, yeah. he, he ushers you into, mm-hmm. if you just finished smoking and you hear Chandler Moore and you don't go in somewhere where Jesus is at to change your life, something is wrong with you. Mm. I just love his worship yeah you do too that was fun we got yes you take care of yourself that was great yes i love that thanks for (laughs) indulging us um yeah you're welcome darling (laughs) so you know as as believers we know that so much can happen in our lives and it's easy to make it about us but a lot of times it's really not about us you know and and one thing that you've said before is that what you learn is is actually for the next person and so could you kind of talk about something that you learned in your life that you believe was actually for others and how do we kind of exercise wisdom in knowing when to share our experiences with those around us? Okay. Uh, I don't remember if I share that I was in an abusive relationship. I don't remember if I did share that part. If I did, I was. And um, and my pastor used to tell me, as I said, I met her. I was very broken, even though I was te- um, dancing and teaching dance at the same time. She would say, everything you're going through, Yori, I wasn't, I wasn't pastor or anything yet you know, um, it's for somebody else. I'm like, how in the world are you going to let me go through this for somebody else? Mm. Didn't understand the concept to the hurt and the pain. She kept telling me, oh, he's billing. He's going to be billing you. He's... So the things, the pain that I've gone through, the abuse, the broken rib cage, eight and nine, I remember them. 30 years ago, this happened to me, 31 years ago. You know, I, I laid on a couch in my brokenness, a rib cage. And I said, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll serve you. Mm. Did I serve him 
on a steady path. I jumped the fence back and forth. Mm -hmm. But I remember those words because I was raised in a church, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember those words. And today I'm able to minister to women, young girls that's that's in similar situation or just about the same to let them know I've been there. I understand your pain and your hurt. Mm. Don't look at me as this whole person now and says, Pastor G doesn't understand. Let me tell you what happened to me. Mm. That's how it is. You know, so everything we go through in life, whether it be abuse, whether it be stealing, whatever you've done, mm-hmm. it's there for an example for you to give it to somebody so they too can change their lives. Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, there's nothing better than personal experience to be able to share Mm -hmm. with people. And it, it resonates in a different way for, for somebody to be able to hear it from your mouth and to know that you've been through it. And then to see you being joyful and encouraging and inspirational on the other side, you know, that's such a beautiful picture in and of itself. And really just speaks to how, you know, Christ truly does make us new because it's like you see a new person in front of you, but then to have the experience of the old to be able to encourage others is such a beautiful story. And then at the same token, they don't believe you that you've been through that space Mm. and time because, you know, I always ask God this, don't let the residue of my past be my future. You, you can see a lot of people still owning on their residue because you can tell, oh, this person smoke or that person, you know, they're they're still dibble and dabbling into their life that God is trying to pull them out of. So I pray, God, that my residue no longer sits in my future. And I think what you're talking about, too, is owning our testimony and being I mean, that's a scripture revelations, being willing to be a walking testimony, because when people can see what God brought you through. It speaks volumes about his grace as a good father. You could tell somebody like, he's good. But when you, when you tell somebody your testimony and they can see his faithfulness in your life, you get to be a walking testimony of his goodness in a way that you would not be able to without the pain, without the suffering. And that's right. He will use all of that. He will tell me about it, girl. Every single time. Um, and what I love about you too, Pastor G is like, you really want to see people win. Like you are all about seeing other people when there's so much humility um, in your ministry. And I love that you want to see young people win and that you consider yourself a pillar to help other people climb. So why do you think that kind of posture of humility of wanting to see other people win is so important to the kingdom? And then like, how can we all be pillars for the next generation to help other people be lifted up? Well, you know, the Bible said that we're to, um, we are disciples and we're to uh, make disciples. Uh, Matthew chapter, what is it? 28, somewhere around there, 18. Mm-hmm. We're to make disciples. And um, my life, if I had someone to, not to say my grandmother, my mom wasn't there to help pillow me to the next level. I just didn't want them in my world. But if I had someone that was in my world wanting to push me to the next level, I would have been an attorney today because that's what I wanted to do. But because I settle in areas of my life, I vow to myself that if I can help someone never to settle or to just say it's okay right here, 
then. But because now I can help that individual never to settle or to say it's okay right here, I'm going to push you. Once I hear your problem, I'm going to ask God in all my thoughts how I can help you to move you to the next level. Because you're not only the future, but you're created to dominate. You're created to have everything purposeful in your life. Oftentimes we miss that kind of purposefulness because nobody there to undergird us and keep us in that place of safety. Mm -hmm. So I have the platform now and darn it, I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how do you think all of us can do the same? Like how can we embody that perspective when we think about the generations after us? Don't be selfish. Mm. That's the key word. Don't be selfish. Do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord and you are. Do it as if you're doing it for your brother, your sister, biologically. You know, I often tell people that the blood makes you and I more sister than my biological sister Mm -hmm. because the blood of Jesus came to renew Mm -hmm. and do it for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Do it for that Don't just do it because, do it because you want to see people move from one level of their life to the next level. You you rejoice in someone's achievement. Mm -hmm. You know, you you be honest and you you stay in that that space to be a blessing to that individual. Mm -hmm. So that's why Freedom Friday and Winning Wednesday is so easy for me to continue to tell people that you can win because you can. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You know, as you were talking about being the person to be able to encourage others and push them and not let them settle. You know, I was thinking about how a lot of times, you know, people are willing to do that, but they may not do it with a lot of compassion. Um, They may not do it in a way that really, um, you know, resonates with the person in a way that is honoring. And we know that um, you, some compassion is something that you really value and it plays a role in correcting others and ushering them um, back to the cross. And I think a lot of people think that they're being compassionate and they're really not. So can you kind of talk about why you believe compassion is such a key component to our faith and what does it look like to walk it out practically and spiritually? Well, For me, practically, um, it was hard because it's like, I don't have patience. When you have patience, you have compassion. And when you, you lack patience, you lack compassion because it take, it takes time to see someone grow. You can't plant a flower and expect it to give you or a seed to get flower, you have to wait the process. So an individual that is not in that, that speed that you want it to come, you've got to take the time, the patient to prune it, to pull it, to see it, you know, come through the budding. So as I got closer and more mature in God, my patience become acceptable to the things that God is asking me to do. And so compassion comes out of patience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Without that, I am nothing. Because we we have to be, I wrote it down because I was like, Lord, I had an issue one time with patience. When I was in college, I never stood in the financial aid line. 
Mm-hmm. And we know that how long the financial aid lines are mm-hmm. forever yeah. and a day. Always. I would just put my finger up and <laughs> and try to and try to beckon someone at the window that I know because you know students are working in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, open the door, open the door. And they'll get me in and I'll like mm, suckers. <laughs> suckers. <laughs> because I'm not doing it. But mm-hmm. you get mature, you want to see change. And it's 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 gonna <clears throat> my deliverance may come longer than the next one. You understand? So do I quit because this deliverance come quicker than this one? Or do I weigh it out with this individual to see mm-hmm. the same, the same outcome as this one? Mm-hmm. So it helps me myself too, uh, to, to, to be compassionate in that manner. You know, we, t- we, we, we tend to preach it from the pulpit, but oftentimes we have to live it on the ground. Yeah. And a lot of pastors don't live it on the ground. They, they preach it from the pulpit and never live it on the ground because they never have time. You know, <clears throat> in order for you to see the pastor, it takes 20, 20 people to get a message to the pastor. Why not just come to the ground and listen to what that individual has to say to you? Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that patience piece <laughs> that and I think it's also realizing one thing my dad has said before too is that like oftentimes we want to be the one that like plants the seed waters it watches it grow like and see the flower and, and you may not be meant to be there for all parts of the journey so mm-hmm. there's also compassion and recognizing that you may never see the thing that you pour into come into fruition right. or come into fullness and in Christ but that's not what it's about because mm-hmm. really that would then just be self-glory that would be right. for me to be able to say look at what I did and helping this person be better and become um you know a better professional and I know I have a situation at work that just comes to mind that I'm like yep I just have to keep doing my part and trusting that God will do the rest because he cares about his children more than we do and so as long as we show up to do our part then we can trust that the rest will you know be taken care of by him mm-hmm. That's good. Let but, me- but, but the Lord will let you also to know when to pull away from that assignment. Come on now. (laughs) He'll let you know that. So I I don't think, you know, you just do it on a blind faith. You you get wisdom to know that this is what I do. And the Lord will say, it's time now to pull away Mm because somebody else is coming in to water it and somebody else is coming Mm -hmm. to see the the manifestation, you know? So uh, there's parts to the growth. Mm-hmm. in all our lives yeah. yeah you all said so many good things I was just thinking about a lot of times a Christian we decide who is deserving of compassion and sometimes we justify our lack of compassion because we'll say well they do this or they believe that or they sin and we kind of we 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 like to qualify like qualify people for our for our compassion or you know one time the Holy Spirit convicted me he's like you need to stop making people have to reach prerequisite to receive grace that you give mm-hmm. like, everyone has received grace because of what I what my son you know what Jesus has done. And so for me, I just think it's a good reminder that everyone is deserving of compassion simply because God has already extended it to, to us. And I think that the more compassion we receive from God, the more of his kindness we see, the more of his character we see, the more that we're able to, to then replicate that, you know, and then mm-hmm. practice that with others. But you can't give to others what you haven't received. And so when I see Christians that lack compassion or struggle with compassion, I just think to myself, like, they don't, 
they haven't seen that part of God yet. Because if you mm-hmm. see that part of God, you are so humbled because you mm-hmm. know how much of a mess you are. You're like, who I got to, I got to give this to somebody else because I Come don't on. deserve not a drop. So I think that's even a good call for us to show compassion towards people who are not being compassionate because they yes. need some of the most compassion. So I think that's a good reminder for me to still give compassion, even when I'm <laughs> upset at others for not being compassionate. Mm-hmm. It'll bring humility to you. Yeah. You know, it brings humility and um, it keeps you grounded mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it reminds you where you were and somebody brought you to where you at today in life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wasn't this type of person all my life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so none of us exactly. that just speaks to his power, you know, the that grace of to his wonder work and power. Mm, I love it. In the We're- blood. <laughs> Blood of the lamb works. that's Chandler Moore right there the blood still works you gotta go listen to that's that it. one that's you ever it. heard that one it does I heard it yeah it works I love <laughs> it um but it, it is so beautiful to hear you talk about how it's been worth it though and earlier when you got to talk about you know all the lives that you get to impact now and the people that you get to share your story with and and how and seeing how it was all worth it it's like you were saying yes to one thing and I love how you actually end up saying yes to something even bigger than that So you think it's going to be one thing and then God, you know, turns it into something else. And then here you are, you know, you're motivational speaker of the year, you know, and you weren't necessarily saying yes to like, hey, want to be motivational speaker of the year? It was like, say yes to stepping into something that feels like it's bigger than you. And you're like, yes, okay. And, um, you know, just seeing how God promotes is is so beautiful. And from behind, he promotes from behind. That's good. It's you don't have to have all the credential and the frills and the trills mm-hmm. with your name. He'll take a donkey to speak, mm-hmm. so he'll pull from behind mm-hmm. and bring it to the forefront. Mm. So, Pastor G, we're gonna wrap up this episode with a little <laughs> exercise that we like to call red, yellow, green. Uh, so, we're gonna ask you about things that you want people to stop, pause, and start doing. So, first, what is one thing that we talked about today that you want people to stop doing? Oh, well, so much things, but I'll just try to choose one. Stop being procrastinators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Consistency, as yes. you said. Be yes. consistent. Yeah. Um, what is one area that we talked about today you want people to pause or slow down in doing? Um, Lord, we talked about so many, but um, start helping people. Mm. not we don't want to pause it Mm. we want patience to come alive in you compassionate to show forth through patience and continue to help the people we're living in a dying world Mm. you know so I understand it's the red green and yellow game Mm -hmm. but I don't need anything to pause right now we need Mm. to move it keep it moving well, I mean, and I, I like what you said, though, because patience does require you to pause, though. You have to slow down in order to start. So mm-hmm. I, I think you kind of put both of them in there. It's like, be patient. So take your time in doing whatever the thing is that he's calling you to do. So okay. you you hit a two for one in that one. So. <laughs> it up on us on the last episode. We love it. Well, Pastor G, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. We'd love for you to tell people where they can find you online and how they can keep up with all the great things God is doing in your ministry. 
All right. Thank you so much, Morgan, for the platform and Dorian and uh, for you viewers to find me. Um, you can find me on um, at GRT Church SC. That's the platform, um, GRT Church SC. And um, just come on and find some grace mm. through the words that I um, that I post in the mornings, uh, morning, Monday, Monday morning uh, devotions. And Tuesday is Terrific Tuesdays. Wednesday is Winning Wednesdays. Thursday is Thirsty Thursday. Mm -hmm. And Friday is Freedom Friday. So those are the topic of the conversation throughout the week. And I just want to leave something with us women and um I want to read it. It's one of my quotes. It says, how can a woman bloom when the child in you needs healing? Mm. It's a lot of women out here is women, but they're not blooming because the childlike in them is still broken. Mm. So I pray blessings on all the women, all the people that is listening, that God is still in the healing business. Mm. He's our Jehovah Rapha, and we need to allow his presence to manifest in our lives mm. so we can bloom as the woman and the man that God is calling us to be. Mm. Bloom. I love that. That is the word for the episode. Well, thank you so much, Pastor G. We appreciate you. You're We're so welcome. grateful that you came on by and uh, we can't wait to keep cheering you on. Thank you so, so much. Wow, what another amazing episode. Y'all know at BCI Live, we're all about the good news. We encourage y'all to reflect on what we shared in this episode and DM us your thoughts. And before we go, we just want to shout out a couple folks who've been showing us some love on Instagram at Brand Casa and at I am man underscore Inc. Yep. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting us this season. Honestly, we are so grateful. So be sure to follow BCI at Black Christian Influencers and follow our brand at Rooted Life Podcast. We'll see y'all next week for another episode of BCI Live. Where we'll help you go deeper in your faith and further in your business. Till next time.